and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon, and I am joined this day, as I am in all days, in my heart, by my best friend, Angelica. Angelica, how are you? <laughs> uh, I'm great, Shannon. That was really sweet. Thanks. Oh, I'm feeling very sweet. It's my wedding anniversary Yay! today. Happy anniversary. Thanks. One Wait, year. Wait, today? This actual this day? This actual day that we're recording it. And you're spending it with me? Yes. Sorry, Wade. It's okay. We had a, we already did our celebrating this weekend, but it's been a year since my pretty K-poppy, my K-poppy yeah. wedding. Wow, what a magical day that was. Yeah. And Helica got me a printout, a little laminated printout of Shiny, and I put them in my bouquet, so they were, yeah. like, with me. Because Shiny, that fateful day, was was in the U.S. Yeah. Um, because of Shannon's <laughs> wedding, we missed out <laughs> on seeing Shiny's world tour, the first world tour that they brought to North America. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So we brought them to us. Yeah. Yeah, and Helica walked down the aisle to Shiny. It was very lovely. We started the uh, reception with a fantastic baby mm-hmm. by Big Bang. And Lucky really. One by EXO was that in was there That was one of the somewhere. first dances. Dance. We, yeah. Yeah. So that was great. Good memories. Good times. So anyway, today we're going to be talking about an essential element of K-pop, which is K-pop albums. Yes. What we're talking about, though, is like the physical albums, not mm-hmm. just a collection of tracks that you buy on iTunes or whatever. Right. Because K-pop albums are not your standard CD in a jewel case. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to it, which is what we're going to be getting into today. It's very interesting and unique for sure. Mm-hmm. It definitely sets it apart from the American music industry kind of in the history of American pop music, I don't remember CDs being – I mean, I guess records would be slightly different. Like, record packaging can get really intricate mm-hmm. with, like, 3D covers and, like, pop-up book kind of style. But for the actual CDs and currently for CDs, like, people don't really make a big deal out of the packaging itself. No. No, not really. But yeah, that's a really integral part of K-pop albums. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. But we got to backtrack a little tiny bit and talk about – um an element of K-pop album releases that makes them special. And I, and that is the, uh, the teaser part portion of an album release or a comeback mm-hmm. as we brought up in another episode. Um, companies in order to build up tension and excitement for new albums will go through like a teaser period of time where you get just like an image, one member a day. Like a mm-hmm. picture of somebody and some group, some companies do uh, teaser videos, which are also equally like no time and you don't see anything. Yeah, you get maybe five seconds and it's, there are usually clips from the music video of the lead single that's about to be released and the teaser images themselves, like just the pictures, they sort of reveal the, the concept of this yes. current album, right? We've talked about concepts before. So each album that comes out a lot of times like takes on sort of a different look. And so the teaser images are how they sort of reveal it one by one. Yeah. And you get to see like, oh, that's what their hair looks like mm-hmm. this time. Like, oh, red mullet? Really? Like, <laughs> you, the teaser. Oh, sometimes they're bad. <laughs> sometimes they're bad, but they're always exciting. So you have your teaser images mm-hmm. to like to hype it all up. And then the actual album comes out. Now, how do we begin with K-pop albums? I looked into like the history of it to try to see how long um, 
today's packaging has been a thing. Mm -hmm. And it seems to have started like around where people say the second or the golden generation began, which is like 2007, 2008. Um, before then, K-pop groups like H.O.T., Sex Keys, S.E.S., all those early groups, cassette tapes because mm-hmm. it was the 90s. So just cassette tapes or CDs if they had it with your little trifold yeah. lyric book. Standard, same as U.S., yeah. kind of like that bye, 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 and they're all in the pictures with right. these puppet strings. Pretty much, yeah, just that simple CD stuff. Then – um, in the second generation, things people were starting to step their game up. So I actually read this in a book. Uh, it's a wonderful book. I recommend it to a lot of people. Uh, I, re- I recommend it to any listener who wants <laughs> a lot of people, a lot not of people. all people, <laughs> but a lot of people. I I recommend this book to anybody who wants to know more about Korean pop culture and how it came to be. It's called The Birth of Korean Cool, and the author is Yuni Hong. It's a really good book. She said in this book that this style of packaging came from when the Hallyu wave was starting to reach further than Korea um, and that Japanese consumers are still like they are very, very into packaging, Mm -hmm. like cool packaging and extravagant packaging or like. You know, architect like they yeah, love packaging because there's all those like YouTube videos of people just opening things or putting things together, like the little mm-hmm. the little teensy toys and stuff. So I feel yeah, it's like yeah, a, a niche. So it's cited in this book that like in a way to continue the international fandom and like uh, kind of court these like Japanese collectors who would like be into the packaging of stuff. That's when all of this extravagance mm-hmm. began. Yeah, because it's really about co- creating collectibles. Like, yes. That's what each one of these albums are, and that's why they strive to be special and unique. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it's really, like, the CD inside is kind of the least important part, mm-hmm. honestly. Because you can buy the music on iTunes yeah. or digitally, and, like, how many people are really using CDs nowadays? Like, you don't even have a CD player in yeah. your car. Which is the reason why I don't actually own any K-pop albums i think i prefer with when showing my k-pop fandom and wasting money on fandom things albums is not the way that i've ever gone i choose other things which we can talk about in another episode um but you have one i have one but it's actually it was a gift i um i didn't purchase it for myself but a friend of mine was like walking through some festival in san francisco and spotted a k-pop booth and so she bought me shinies one of one um, but it wasn't the special packaging of it. I mean, it was special packaging. We can talk about it later. But um, yeah, okay. I so know. I think we need to like backtrack a second because I've just been talking about how these albums are different. But we're like, we haven't explained why they're different. So I feel like the standard kind of packaging, it's bit much bigger than a square CD case. They're usually not square. Yeah, they're usually rectangular. A lot of times they're sort of hardcover book-sized. But they can come in all shapes and sizes, truly. Truly. But I feel like standard Mm -hmm. is just like rectangular, about book size, like taller Mm -hmm. than a CD and much thicker than a CD. Yes. Um, And that's because they are full of goodies. Um, It's not just the CD in there. You get one of the biggest elements is the photo book. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like – 
if you're going to make a super basic package, it would just be like an in, maybe an elaborate like hard cover for like a pretty box or something. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside you have the CD and then you just have a photo booth or a photo mm-hmm. book. And then they sort of like build up from right. there. Right. And they go from there. Yeah. So the photo books are taking the little sleeve in the jewel case like to – the farthest level. Um, sometimes like photo books can be <laughs> range from all kinds of pages. I know that my favorite EXO member, when he put his Chinese solo album this year, there were 200 pages in his photo book. Yeah. I thought it was 300. Was it? I'm, it was, I oh, am like 98% sure that it was 300 pages. Yeah. And each one was just a photo of him, right? Yeah. Like sometimes the photo books also include the lyrics, um, but sometimes they're in separate books. Yeah. It, there's like that's the fun and the surprise of all of this is you like never know what you're going to get. Like in the shiny Sherlock album, each member got a photo book. Mm-hmm. So it came with six books in it. The like lyric booklet with all the group pictures and then each member got their own photo book. That's amazing. And then there's also some that are kind of like a, a grab bag. Like you don't – each package has something that's member specific whether it's a little photo card or like printed on the CD um, and you might not know which one you're getting. Yes, um, photo cards are like another huge element of these. Not every company does them. And I was researching and some, like some companies like guarantee you a photo card, no matter what album you're buying, like some, they don't put photo cards in all of them, whatever. They're just basically like trading card size and you never know what member or what picture you're going to get, which then puts like another collectible trading element to it. Like they sell, it was a huge section at the um, gift shop at the SM place is photo card mm-hmm. binders that have the plastic sheeting. Like, like for Pokemon you. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for baseball cards, Pokemon mm-hmm. cards, you get all your cape. Oh, yeah, baseball cards would have right. been the like more reasonable. <laughs> that's fine. I'm an adult. <laughs> no, that's good. Usually we end up sounding really old, so I feel like saying Pokemon cards might have saved us a little bit. It's because I teach 10-year-olds. <laughs> they still like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so photo cards, and then that always is like a thing mm-hmm. right after albums come out. Fans will be getting on like forums and Twitters and stuff and like trying and to trade. trade. Yeah, so the, uh, the one cape pop album that I have is Chinese One of One and um, the packaging that I have so they released it in two ways one of which is the one that I have which is an actual CD and it is the size of a regular CD case but it's much thicker Mm -hmm. um, because it has this like clear plastic sleeve to hold everything together and one of it is like a cardboard cover for the CD and the other one is the photo book which has um, pictures of all of the members and that album had a 90s like retro theme to it so um, all the pictures are really cute and they're silly outfits Um, but what's really cool about it since it had that 90s theme um, or concept is that each album came with pogs, like those cardboard, like mm-hmm. pop out the circles, like pogs. But so it was member specific, like you didn't know who you were getting. I got keys and each set of pogs, it comes with like five pogs um, and they're made of one current picture and four baby pictures and family mm-hmm. pictures. Because they them. were babies in the 90s and it was yeah. the 90s concept. So. It's really cute. <laughs> I haven't popped any of the pogs, of course. Right. No, that's the, that's the other part about these. And I think, um, well, okay, we'll get into why in a minute, but uh, definitely like hardcore fans are definitely buying 
multiples of mm-hmm. these albums. Like, oh, yeah. You could argue for one to keep nice and one for to pop the pogs out of. But the other reason that people buy so many albums is almost all of them come with some kind of chance to win. Whether and um, sometimes these come in the form of like stra- scratch off cards or QC codes or like it just sort of depends on whatever company how they've set it up or if they have a promotion with Samsung or whatever. Take a picture with your phone anyway. And these things will enter you with a chance to win a ticket to a high touch new vocabulary word high touch. Um, and high touch is spelled like H I hyphen touch. Yes. Not high like high five. Right. H I G H. Yes, but that's what it implies mm-hmm. because uh, we were going to talk about this in our recent fandom episodes, but because these things are so closely tied to album buying, I saved it for now. Um, but a high touch is a specific kind of fan meet um, where the group in question will be like sitting all in a line at a table and then all of the fans just get like ushered through and you get to like say hey and like high five or shake hands with like all of them and like and and just go through mm-hmm. like it's not a very like intimate or long experience but you get to like come by and be like hey mm-hmm. um, and that's a high touch and they do those kinds of things at like KCON um, mm-hmm. they'll have like you can buy the more expensive packages right. or whatever and then you get to go to one of the high touches sometimes you don't get to like choose which one you go mm-hmm. to sometimes that even that is a grab bag um, but how are fan high touches and fan signs different things or are they technically the same thing? I think they are a little bit different um, because a fan sign also a kind of another vocabulary word which is also a thing that you can win in your album mm-hmm. that will be like tucked in your album somewhere. A fan sign is where you are going to get your stuff signed mm-hmm. by the group. So same concept. They're all at a long table. You go by each one. Um, but I feel like fan signs are a little bit more intimate and have I feel like there are the rules at high touches tend to be really strict. Like you can't bring gifts. Like you can't touch them other than like your hands because like that's the point. And it's just sort of like a quick move mm-hmm. through. And I think those do often happen before concerts because it's like, yeah. let's get in here. Whereas a fan sign is like they'll set up at a record store at the mall or whatever. And they're there all day. They're all day and everybody moves through and you bring your photo book mm-hmm. and you open it to the page you want them to sign or whatever. And, and you then, can tell them what you want them to write and they'll like usually because they're writing something for you, like they talk to you a little yeah. bit. You can bring them presents. I think that's the main difference is that at a high touch, it's literally like a high, hello, and the some kind of touch, touch but you're not allowed to bring things. Like they're not giving you autographs at a high touch. You're literally just saying hello. Yeah. But then, like a fan sign, it's a little. You get to spend a little bit more time with people, mm-hmm. um, and then that's where lots of cute, you know, cute things happen. Fans saying or like idols saying cute things to mm-hmm. their fans, or um, that a recent trend has been to bring idols um, flower crowns at fan signs mm-hmm. or like things to wear on their heads. Yeah. So it's like as you're going through the line, you like give them a cute glow crown and then they put it on and then they get photographed obviously a ton at these fan signs because everyone's there and like waiting in mm-hmm. line and then like, oh, your headband is on them or whatever. My favorite thing about fan signs is that sometimes the uh, members will grant small fan requests. Like I saw a really cute one. I can't remember 
which member of EXO it was, but it was during one of their Cocoa Pop fan signs, which was from the summer of 2017. And uh, a fan, like, asked somebody for their autograph and then asked if they would put a barrette in her hair. Oh, like, they yeah. gave her, gave the member of I want to say it was Beckyon, but I could be wrong. I feel like, no, I don't know. I can't, I can't maybe it was Jungdae. I don't maybe remember. Maybe it was Dio. Maybe it was Kai. I, I don't know. It definitely, I don't think it was Dio. Was it Suho? I don't know. I really don't remember. <laughs> but anyway, not important. The the member, the idol, like did he? So she like gave him a little clip, and he like carefully put it in her hair, and then he looked at it, and he didn't like it, so he like fixed it for her. It was so cute. Yeah, fan signs are adorable. Mm-hmm. A lot of cute stuff happens at them. Um, but the only way to get to go is to buy these physical albums. Yes. So it's really like it's important. It's important as a fan to do, but they're they're. It's, they can be. They can get very intricate and over the top. So, like, I wrote down a couple. Okay, of yeah. Let's talk about some examples of, of like, the packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just sort of googled like fan favorites of right. different packaging. Um, speaking about collectibles and like wanting to get multiple albums. Um, Girls Generation. I got a boy album. Yes, that pack. So that was sort of made to buy all nine of them um, because each one was enormous. It was like this Mm -hmm. big hardcover book size, right? It didn't look like a book, but that's what it was. That's kind of the size of it. And it had this like big plastic cover that was like printed really cute. So it was like clear, but printed with like the members and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So you could sort of like see through to the image beneath. Um, It came with a big member. So each one was like color coded. You had to buy each one because they were all for specific members. Came with a photo book of the specific member. And then like on the CD was this other plastic cover that made it look like the, the girls were like standing on the CD and like peeking through different like parts of the book, whatever, Mm -hmm. like their little like characters living in the book. It was really cute. Um, but so that. Yeah, that that so that's like one where you got to get all of them. That's totally a trend too to do. Like I when I was looking at some today, it would be like, you know, they they release the white and the black version mm-hmm. and it's the same album but there's two covers or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 17 has one that's like three albums. It's for their um it's an album called Alone. Um and they actually do look like hardback cover books. That's the point. Um so like when you put them on the shelf, they just like blend in. They're mm. really pretty. They're like very classy. Um, um, and so, like, they actually are books, and the CDs themselves are member-specific. So each CD is printed with, like, one of the members' face, ah. like a close-up face. It's really pretty. Um, and then some of the other ones, like, NCT came, comes out with, like, four different versions of their albums. And, like, each one has a set of stickers with their faces on it. Um, but then sometimes the packaging gets really creative. So, like, FX has one of the... Um, agreed upon like best yeah. packaging it's the called pink tape. Mm-hmm, the pink bible is also mm-hmm. what it's called uh, by fans but the pink tape which came out in 2013 and it's packaged to look exactly like a vhs tape it's so cute um but i also found in my search i found this one for miss a's um it was a single uh, mm-hmm. that they released so it only had three tracks on it but it was for it was called bad but good and the case itself is a triangle it's a little book yeah. it's a black triangle and the cover of it is just like uh so the cover is black and then there's 
a photograph of like two girls' legs, like the back of her legs, wearing fishnets and like a leotard. So against the black background, you like just see the legs okay. themselves because um, the leotard like blends into the rest yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cute. Um, and, and that's was- bad but good because it's a triangle and how are you supposed to put this on a shelf? Yeah, so <laughs> like true. It, it works in both ways. Um, that's a thing that I saw a bunch um, is like – album packaging that gets creative but then is there therefore hard to put on a shelf Mm -hmm. um one that i found when i was looking through lots of people's like pictures of their k-pop album collections or whatever one that people tend to keep in the front and not tuck into the shelf is g dragon's heartbreaker album. i was just gonna bring that one up because it has a 3d a 3D face, like, popping out of the plastic on the mm-hmm. front. Because so, they actually used a mold of his face right. to make the CD cover. So fans uh, had all kinds of fun with this. People decorated their own, like, painted it, put wigs on it. People use it as, like, an ice cake, tray. Yeah, ice tray, <laughs> cake molds, like, whatever. But because it's so – it's not a square and you couldn't slide it into the shelf, I saw on lots of people's, like – pictures it's a good strategy like you have to display it prominently because you Mm -hmm. can't tuck it because you physically cannot tuck it into a into a shelf 2 p.m has an album like that as well um it wasn't it was for their my house album Mm. um i didn't see that one i don't know what that looks like uh it looks it it looks like a uh like a close-up on the keypad and the doorknob on a door and it was popped out like enough like it was Mm. like you had molded the keypad on a door Um, but a lot of reviews of that album, people hated it um, because it wasn't easy to put in the shelf and the plastic they used was super cheap, so it dented oh, and no. would, like, stay dented. So that was kind of a bummer. That's too bad. But that whole comeback was kind of rushed and, like, not given. Kind of a bummer. Not Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, um, bummer all in all, all a bummer. Um, one package that I saw that was really fun, uh, TVXQ has an album called Spellbound. And mm-hmm. so the box itself looks like a huge deck of cards. Um, and then inside, Inside of it is just the CD, and like, a, but the photo book is in the form of an actual deck of cards. Mm-hmm. So there's 52 um, different pictures of the members alone or the, the members together. Them. Yeah, just the two. So of them. they get a lot of cards mm-hmm. each. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a whole deck you can play with the whole thing, uh, or you can actually play with it. The other one I found that I really liked was Size um, Size Six Six Rules Part One. It looks kind of like a tuna can, okay, um, and it comes with like plastic. It's like covered. Oh, is in that plastic. the one where he's like a mermaid in the yes. windows all the way around? He's a mermaid <laughs> in the windows all around. Like you're looking at a su- like through the windows of a submarine. It's like a really goofy cartoon of him as a mermaid. But the CD itself is also like. Uh, it's like a watercolor version of him as a mermaid um, in this cartoon. And then in the back, it like also has – it's supposed to look like a water droplet, I think, was oh, the okay. like – That's why it's wrapped in plastic. Um, but that was really – the cartoon is really cute. Another one we brought up – we brought this up earlier, uh, but it was a very – it was a very interesting way for an album to be put out, which was Chinese One of One was mm-hmm. also released on cassette. Oh, yes, because it had that uh, retro vibe. For so, the retro vibe. Mm-hmm. Just um, an actual, like, no frills cassette tape. Yeah. One of my uh, greatest regrets in this life is one time <laughs> when I was in Korea, I was running through the subway in Busan, and I ran past a record store that had a display of some shiny cassette tapes, and I didn't have any money. <gasps> I was trying to find an ATM. 
that was so I rushed on past it and thought another opportunity would come and it didn't. And I regret it every day. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> That's it's truly heartbreaking. Um, not to like abruptly change the subject, but do you, we want to talk about historic albums like best sales? Okay. Yeah. I have one more weird one okay. and then we can totally get into that. Uh, G Dragon coming up again for being really extra. Um, an album that he put out last year, he put it out, uh, on a USB drive. So there, it was not a CD and it wasn't a tape and it wasn't a vinyl. It was a USB drive. And you'd take it out of the package and it was like kind of red. And then if you took the USB out and like fiddled with it and went to plug it into your computer, it got red all over your hands. So people, when the album came out, were like, how crappily was this made? All the red is coming off. And then YG and all of NG Dragon were like, it's supposed to symbolize the placental blood of a newly born baby <laughs> and it's like supposed to rub off oh, and Helica took oh off her headphones she's running around the studio oh my god that's so gross isn't it gross oh fuck you <laughs> that's disgusting oh my god keep sorry. your placental blood to yourself I know sorry Ugh. I just had to get that one out before that is horrifying so let's find out. So if you ever buy a K-pop album, beware. Beware. There might be some kind of artistic <laughs> fucked up thing about it artistic that like you're not garbage. aware of. Um, oh, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Art. Art. <laughs> Quote, unquote, <laughs> art. art. Uh, so let's tell me about albums. Like what are the albums that have sold the most actual physical copies? Like, okay. So which ones? Um, Who wins? Well, let's see. Um, there's right now the way that they keep track of this is with um, a, a music chart called the Gown Music Chart, um, which was established in 2011, and it's actually a co the music chart is run in a conjunction with um, a government organization called the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism. Um, they're also responsible for running like the National Museum and the National Library. Um, so they're sort of like the governors of culture in Korea. And so they work with the uh, Korea Music Content Industry Association to keep track of this, all of these album sales. It started in 2011. And according to them, so since 2011, the most number of uh, albums in yearly top 10 bestseller list. Um, so they created this chart in order to compete with like the Billboard music charts. Not compete, but like have something to have of their, their own. own to like keep track of their music since K-pop was getting big. So um, most number of albums in the yearly top 10 bestseller lists is number one, EXO, with 18 albums wow. that have been on a yearly top 10 bestseller list, um, which is like record breaking in a huge variety of ways. I got sucked into a Wikipedia wormhole reading all about EXO because of how many different records they've broken. Um, we could have a whole episode <laughs> just on them, but I won't go into it now. Google it um, if you really want to know. But from 2013 to 2017, Every, pretty much every single album they've ever put out has made it onto the top 10 bestseller list. And uh, they – the next – so they had 18. Okay. Do you want to guess how many the next group had? Like no, they're number one. Do you want to guess what the difference is, the discrepancy between one and two? Uh, maybe the next one's like 10. 
Close. It is eight. Okay. So um, with eight is Super Junior. Okay. Um, from 2010 to 2015. And then Girls' Generation and BTS are tied for third with six. Okay. Yeah. So EXO just like stomping over all of it. So let's get into for a second how EXO, a group that's only existed for five years, can have 18 albums. Like, what do you mean 18 albums? Yes, that's so a let's perfect talk about that. segue. Uh, so I feel like because this packaging and all of this stuff and collecting these albums is so important, um, even a single, just mm-hmm. a plain old single, will get this full album treatment. Um, yep. To sell stuff. Yeah. You gotta like, sell these albums the and example, put the pictures out and get the. Mm-hmm. The example that I gave the Miss A, the triangle one is just for a single. So that was not their full album came later. So let's talk a little bit about like the order that this music gets released in. Sure. So if it's their very first album, it's going to be called a debut. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, every single album that comes after that is either called a comeback or a repackage. Right. And sometimes the repackage can signal like, a sort of different comeback. And we're (laughs) going to talk about that, what that means in just a minute. Sure. So they start out with the teaser images, right? Teaser images. Like if if this is a brand new group we've never seen before, we're going to get some teasers. For new groups, they usually give you like actual introductions. Like this one is named this. Mm -hmm. Like so that you can sort of get to know this like new group that's coming out. Then we'll get our like teaser for the music video. Um, then so we get images, like we said earlier, to um, show you what each member looks like in mm-hmm. this new album, whether it's a debut or a comeback. And then you get sort of the like five second, ten second clips. And then they release the music video, right? Mm-hmm. That usually comes first. I think so. I, I don't think there's like a r- hard and fast rule about how to do it. Um, but just sort of the general yeah. order that they follow. It's like teaser images, then music video, and then a live performance. Yeah, those debut stages that mm-hmm. we told you and about. And comeback, or comeback stages, stages. On all those music shows that we did mm-hmm. a whole episode about. So those performances come out. Usually, like we said before, include the um, lead single that the music video is is of, and mm-hmm. then sometimes a secondary single or like a B-side. Right. Um, at what point... In this music video teaser image performance releasing, does the album actually come out? That is, I think, depends on a lot of factors. Like, for example, this current NCT mess that has like been upsetting me so much. A couple of weeks ago, they right put <laughs> out they put out one single that was an NCTU single. Then they did a second NCTU single. Then they put but out... But that second NCTU single only had, had two, two members. members. Sure, sure, sure. But then they put out a third song, NCT Dream. Still, none of this music is still... You can't, at, the, at this point, you still couldn't buy it You can buy iTunes. the music videos, but yeah. not the actual songs. Couldn't buy the songs anywhere. There's still no physical album. NCT 127 puts out their fourth the fourth single still no album then once they did that they finally did this whole announcement of we're nct 2018 we're going to be promoting as all 18 members then the album finally appeared Mm -hmm. last week so there was like a whole month of music being out being promoted on music shows but there still wasn't a physical album. So I don't think there's any – I thought that was weird. That but was I weird. think the point I was trying to NCT's make is that like you don't – like trying to figure out what they are. The point I was trying to make is that you don't, I guess, have to have a physical album ready if you don't want to. But like we talked about on our music shows, when we were going through all of the criteria for winning trophies on musical music shows – 
physical album sales is part of it. So, yeah, so if maybe, you want to be competing, I would assume after your first, you would want your physical album to be out after your first week of promotion so mm-hmm. that you can start being eligible to win music shows. Yeah. So maybe they release like the teaser images and the music video. And then around the time that they release the in between releasing the music video and then promoting it on music shows, they release the album so that the sales can factor into the music shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so that will be like their, their main album. Mm -hmm. So let's say for example, like, um, EXO released Coco Bop over the summer. That's their main album. Mm-hmm. Released, because they're ridiculous, a teaser for each member. So yes. there's like oh, two weeks, two weeks of, of videos coming out every day. Then the actual video, then all the then the album, then the promotions. And then maybe like a couple months later, two or three months later, they'll release a repackage of yes. the album. And this is going to come with a complete literal repackaging of the CD itself. It's going to have a lot of times they change their hair and their style and like their costumes for the, or it's a continuation of the last Mm -hmm. album or, and the CD itself is like the same CD that they released a few months ago, plus three songs, two to five. Yeah. Extra Mm -hmm. songs. And sometimes like for shiny, um, with after one of one, they released one and one. And that wasn't really retro style in particular. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a weird, sexy mod podge of like velvets and velour. (laughs) I don't know. And like silk. Um, and that was like, you could just buy that album and it had five songs on it. It was almost like a little mini album. Yeah. And there's so many different kinds of albums that people put out. Like it all, it's all just like a bunch of hooey, like (laughs) to get tracks finished and to get, to get money made. Like if we're going to be really cynical about it, but like, you know, cause there's full albums and there's mini albums Mm -hmm. and there's EPs and there's LPs. And it's just, it's just sort of like, how many songs do you have ready? Like. Yeah, and they'll release (laughs) just the single with like two other songs, maybe, or the, and then they'll release the whole album, and maybe it has that main single, but it doesn't have the other two songs. Or yeah, and then really big groups like EXO and BTS like tend to do these like Christmas specials or Mm -hmm. summer specials where they just like sell you the last two albums. But it comes with a fan towel and like and a poster, except for EXO because their winter albums are like all new songs. Sure. I feel, I'm, but they don't promote them in the same way. But for something like a repackage, like they're going to promote that in the same way that they promoted the original comeback, which would be like with teaser images and a teaser and video show and a performances music video and, and performances. Yeah, it's like it's not the winter different. album is just here's a CD. Sure, yes, I guess so. But it's just a way to buy m- more albums to put on your yeah just, on your shelves. You know, we've mentioned before, capitalism is a sincere driving force. <laughs> yeah, in K-pop. we're all everyone's yeah. just trying to make a little money. Mm-hmm. And even like that winter, the winter albums, like Universe, they did release that with like a fancy package and a photo book, and they yeah. did release teaser images for it. They just didn't really go on music on music shows. Yeah, but I feel yeah. So there's just so many. So many opportunities Mm -hmm. to be making all of these albums. So anyway, to continue with like that. So they have all these albums. This is how they release them. Um, The current bestseller of – so like once they start releasing the teaser images, they also start taking pre-orders. Like this has not always been the case Mm -hmm. from since the inception of K-pop. But now in the current market, they do pre-orders because buying these collectible albums is such a big deal. And so right now with the like most number of 
pre-orders, the first ever group to reach over a million pre-orders is BTS, their most recent album called Love Yourself, colon, Her. Mm-hmm. And it came out in September of 2017. It includes their song DNA, which was really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sell, they sold, um, over a million pre-orders. Um, it's the first in history to do that on the gown chart. And it's also like the number one seller of, um, 2017. Mm. But it is not the best of all time, like total sales. That's the most sales in one year, right? Okay. But so most sales, of all time, this actually holds the Guinness Book of World Records um, for most sold, is an album called Wonderful Encounter from 1995 by a man named Kim Gon-mo. Kim Gon-mo. He's a, like, pop ballad singer. Mm-hmm. Um, the first three, the top three are all pop ballads, um, pop ballad singers or whatever that I'd never heard of. Um, but so Wrongful Encounter sold 3.3 million okay. um, total. In all of its time since 1995. Um, also, we've talked about them before. So Taiji and the boys, mm-hmm. they're number four on that list um, from 1995. And then the only name that I recognized on the best of all time total sales list was G.O.D. Okay. With their 2000 album, which was called Chapter Three Lies. Um, (laughs) and they sold a little like 1.8 million. Wow. So that's sort of the range. Like. 3.3 3.3 to 1.8 million total sold. And right now BTS is like almost going to kick G.O.D. off that list because they're um, not quite at 1.1 million. They're like 1.05. Wow. So they're really close to making it on that list themselves. Yeah. Um, and one one more like thing about how this album uh, album sales are like serious business. Um, there's a, There's like a – a bit of scandal. Um, there's a term called sadegi, which is chart manipulation, which is where companies get accused of buying, you know, like buying up a whole bunch of albums and putting them in a warehouse oh. somewhere to like, you know, boost the game sales. the charts. Um, this often happens, I feel like, when like newer groups that like have never had a hit before suddenly have a hit and like win music shows, people start to get real bitter and like accuse them of chart manipulation. Um, I know it's like it's happened before. Like people have had to like pay fines and like, you know, admit to that stuff. But But truly like fans love a good conspiracy. So Mm -hmm. it's always worth fact checking when you hear those things. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Just for those of us that are out there Googling and exploring, like always see if you can find it on more than one source before you take it as, as truth. So if you are listening to this and you would like to start a K-pop album collection of your own, uh, where can you go to do those things? I did a little bit of research for y'all to try and help out. Um, the most popular site to get albums is K-Town for You. Number uh, That's K-Town with the number four and the letter U. Um, that's the most popular site to get albums from. Uh, they have a good selection. Um, there's an, another website is yesasia.com. Uh, they have free shipping, but there it's a $39 minimum order to get from them. Uh, there's also a lot of stuff on eBay. Um, and possibly it's always worth checking out if you live somewhere where there is a Korean grocery store. Go, or like a Korean mall. Go check it out. They might have a like a st- like a lot of Korean grocery stores have like um extra stores upstairs or like around the corner like hairdressers or whatever. And a lot of them have like 
Kate like album or DVDs or whatever mm-hmm. you can get K-pop albums there. Also, if you live in a town that has a Chinatown portion, sometimes um, Chinatown stores will have like like if it's a Chinatown uh, like Video Mart or something. Sometimes they'll sell K-pop stuff as well. Yeah, and um, there was one. You've been out of town this week, so we couldn't go. But I wanted to try to take a podcast field trip before we did this episode. Uh, there's a place here in LA called Music Choice, um, and it's a K-pop album store. But they also sell online, um, so a lot of people may be getting albums from this place. Uh, that's just in a mall that we could go to if we oh, want to go check well, it we'll out. We'll have to go. Yeah, I want to go see. Um, most of the albums I've ever seen in person have been at KCON. Yeah. KCON always had like big festivals and Any stuff. Any kind of we'll like Korean that. festival, mm-hmm. someone will fill a table with yeah, albums. Yeah, if it's Korean culture or food or. Yeah. So if you want to get some albums, that's great. Uh, that's, those are some places that you can get some. Um, Start doing, your collection today. <laughs> doing research for this episode has made me be like, oh, maybe I do want a couple. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are super pretty. Like those 17 ones that that are books. Not that I I think would actually buy them, but they are really pretty to have on your shelf. Yeah. Um, and so uh, one recommendation I was going to make to the listeners, if, um, if perhaps you've never – even heard about this kind of K-pop album thing and you don't even know what we are talking about and you want to like see some of these or if you're just, you know, if you like unboxing videos and that stuff, there is a woman named Tina Davidson, uh, two S's in Davidson on YouTube and she has um every K-pop album like ever made. And she makes these videos. She has immaculately painted nails and a kind of interesting accent. And she'll just, like, open them up. And she always, like, strictly reviews the packaging. Like, I can't tell if this girl even likes K-pop. Like, I really can't. Because she'll just be like, see, this plastic is kind of cheap. Or she'll be like, oh, this one opens very easily. Like, look at those flat staples. Like, she's truly just talking yeah, about like the packaging. Yeah, like, the quality of the packaging itself. But Almost she, from, like, an engineering yes, standpoint. But she'll, like, open them all nicely. And then she patiently and slowly, without talking over them, Flips through the entire photo book, mm-hmm. so you can just look at all of it. And she, ha- I think she has all of them. Like it looks like she has all of them. And she says that her career is an archivist. So I think she just Ooh, really likes cool collecting job. stuff. She's just a collector. Yeah, and she has archivist. a bazillion K-pop albums. So if you want to like see a couple, I recommend her channel. There's a million YouTube channels for this, but she has the most mm-hmm. steady camera work, and like I like her videos the best. <laughs> like truly, another example of the greatness of the international fan fandom community in K-pop because if there is merch of some kind, I guarantee you there's also a video of somebody opening that merch and showing you that yeah. merch and like so you sort of kind of get to vicariously experience it whether you bought it or not. Yeah. So, uh I think that pretty much wraps up K-pop albums like mm-hmm. You got a lot of extra fans. <laughs> wraps it up. Yes, wraps it up. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to leave it there. We'll be right back with our random game. We're back. And this time we got a sexy man beast sexy idol group. man group. That, that we had never heard of. We <laughs> thought we'd never heard of them, but we'd seen them around. We've seen their abs. Uh, they're called History. That's history. it. History. Nothing, not spelled any weird nope, way. Just straightforward. Just capital history. H. That's it. 
this was the first boy band put out by Lowen Entertainment. Mm-hmm. We mentioned them briefly during our company's episode because they manage IU, who's a successful solo artist that I know we've talked about a couple yeah. of times before. And it seems like in the in the debut of this group, they used IU as a mm-hmm. jumping off point. Like, you like her, right? So they had her, like, voice, do some voiceover yeah, in her she's first a music narr- video. She's a narrator in one of their songs, and she also, the first teaser music video, or teaser video that they released when debuting this group, starred IU. Yeah. And then <laughs> they subsequently released um, a video for each member. So she was the first face you saw um, attached to history. Yeah, um, so they debuted in April 2013, and they disbanded in May 2017. Mm-hmm. Due to uh, all of the members needing to enlist in the Korean military service, which is compulsory for men ages, what, 18 to 32, I think, yep. are the ages that you like have to enlist. We've never brought this up before because I want to do a whole episode out about yeah, it. Yeah, so that's all we're going to say on it now because <laughs> it, it impacts K-pop in a huge variety of ways. I mean, mostly the, the same way over and over again. But, it, but it, it's a big deal. We'll talk about it later. Um, um, yeah. So, but it seems like all of these guys like are still signed with the company and when they get back probably intend to keep doing this. I don't know if they intend to keep going with history. It does say on the Wikipedia that after their military service, they'll be focusing on individual oh, activities. Okay. So they might not act. So history might be history. Okay. Oh, because they are dis- history has disbanded. Has officially okay, disbanded. That's true. They're it's not like the on end hiatus. of it. I see. Um, so they're they've released. It seems like they've released maybe five different EPs and albums. Um, I again, like, I'm not very familiar with any of their songs. So the video we're going to watch is called Queen. Um, but in looking them up, uh, I did recognize uh, the screen grab from their song Might Just Die. And the only reason that I recognize that is because it's featured in. Uh, so the screen grab is them like lifting up their shirts and presumably body rolling. Um, <laughs> but so that move is featured in a variety of compilation videos of like sexiest K-pop dances, but also in a compilation that compares um, band like moves. his the uh, hypocrisy of yeah. the way that so boys like, and girls get there treated. is so that move that history does like they were allowed to do that on music shows but then the video I watched like cut to a girl group that I can't remember doing the exact same move and they were not allowed to do it on music shows so history making history not fair man not fair okay let's watch this queen video i'm very intrigued uh this was one of the last looks like the last comeback that they had uh before their their disbandment ep which was called what was it him all capitals Uh, yeah all right cool here we go here we go okay party scene right away Oh, drinking bad boys out of a paper bag. Oh, I've seen this music video before. I've totally seen this music video. I actually really dig this one. Okay. I'm dancing already. So they look like really badass with like leather and beanies, but they're all, it cuts between them dancing and them in like a really weird abandoned basement house. One of them is like in a tub. One of them is shirtless. One of them is wearing a Cosby sweater. (gasps) (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, working out. Get it. This is my kind of music video. Yeah. 
I love Beast Idol groups. <laughs> they their choreography seems to have a lot of cool like uh, lifts and like yes. they're like climbing on each other mm-hmm. and doing like cool stuff. Fun formations. But these like cutaway the- scenes are leading me to believe there are only two members in this group. It's like one of those times where someone's not getting enough attention. Oh. You know, we like. didn't even look up how many members there were. They five. Had. Oh yeah, there's five. It does. Oh no, that that guy's different. But you know, these like cutaway scenes for the house have just been like sweater guy and shirtless guy. No, I think there's two shirtless guys. Oh, okay. There was the one well, that was working three. out, and then there was the and one now in there's the barber chair guy. Yeah. So that's four. Ooh, I like the one in the tux. <laughs> he looks nice. Oh, bathtub guy, I got a bathrobe on. I dig the song too. Yeah, this is fun. And I did like the saxophone in it earlier. I like that they go from like looking super grungy to a cutaway scene where they're all in suits. I love groups in suits. I know. This is like hitting a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of faves. Plus that boxer dude is real hot. He's a nice back. Obligatory rap break, here we go So many hip thrusts (laughs) They know what they're doing Yeah, that one with the undone bow tie is incredibly Mm. attractive The one with the glasses is nice too This is a pretty good looking group Yeah, it is There's a throne. One of them is ascending to the throne. Oh, they're piecing together puzzle pieces on the throne seat that create a picture of a queen. Oh, then they're going to get a lady. Oh, I wonder if she'll manifest. No. Oh. Damn, looking <gasps> oh, good, a light, boys. A light appeared on, the, on mm. the throne. I was into that one. That was good. Thanks, boys. Cool. That was history. I might have to look into them more. I think we're definitely yeah. going to watch the shirt raising one as soon as we're done with this episode. Yeah, 100%. I might buy this song though. That was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I love getting a I love being surprised by a group Me too. that we get. Check on that the, one out. That was on good. On a random game. Um okay, so before we get into recommendations today, I wanted to share a special announcement about a fun thing that we're going to try to do. Mhm. So, and also maybe promote this event to anyone that's in LA yeah, and doesn't know about it. Totally. Okay. So, to start off on April 28th, and Helica and I and a lot of other people and could be you if you are in the Southern California area, um the Korea Times, which is a newspaper, puts on a music festival uh every year for the last 7, 16, 17 years, um at the Hollywood Bowl. And they bring out all kinds of Korean acts, K-pop acts, trot mm-hmm. singers, like they, adult it, contemporary ballads. They yeah, get everybody. It used to be. I mean, this year is definitely more K-pop centered than like it was even just two years ago because Shannon and I got a chance to go to this. We didn't go last year. We went the year before. Because I was still in Korea or I'd gotten back from Korea the day before yeah, last year. But they so also, I, didn't I feel like, didn't have that many recognizable A-Pink was going to be there. So oh, I yeah. was like. But, but we'd seen them before. Yeah, anyway, fun. so the first time that we went. 
event, which was two years ago. Um, that was actually the first time we got to see Shiny. Yes. Um, and who else was there? AOA was there and Red Velvet was there. Um, uh, FT Island was there. FT Island. Yeah. But they also had a lot of like, sort of weirder acts like they had that one that was um like sort of performance art with the knives yes. remember they like chopped yes. stuff rhythmically <laughs> yes um and then they had a bunch of beautiful trot singers and they had that one where um the woman was a trot singer and then the guy like did interpretive dance something. like pop they were like a married dance. couple yes. or something oh my god yeah. i forgot about that um that was crazy but so they used to have a lot more like weird variety acts this year seems to be way more k-pop centered but so like rain is coming yes rain Red is the headliner is coming nct 127 yes. i believe is the version of nct that's going to be there who else b2b B-T-O-B. b2b i don't know how you say yeah. it oh because it's I capital B, it little T O, capital oh, B. You're right. I don't know, but anyway, they're coming. B to B, they're coming, and E X I D is coming. Yeah. So here's what we are thinking. So in celebration of this beautiful K-pop that we <laughs> yes, <love>. last <laughs> time when we got to go to the Shiny concert, we mentioned this in our fan episode. We bought uh, Aqua glow sticks for Shiny, mm-hmm. and we passed them out to people in our section, like because we wanted Shiny to see us, and it was fun, and it filled it filled me with great joy. Yeah. So this year, uh, I want to do the same thing. Uh, I have a big order already placed for pink glow sticks for red velvet, purple for EXID, white ones for rain. His is silver. That's close enough. Yeah. Uh, blue for B2B, B2B, B2B. and green for <laughs> NCT 127. And um, we wanted to just like spread the love again and pass these out. But since we were talking on the podcast about both the importance of light sticks and fan colors and the joy of participating in a fan project, I thought we'd turn this into a fan project. Yeah. So our very first AMA K-pop fan project. Yeah. So I made a GoFundMe page. You can find it at GoFundMe.com slash AMAK fan project. Um, if you, pr- if you even give us a dollar, like a dollar gets three glow sticks. And we've, like Shannon said, like she already placed the order for I'm the glow sticks. I'm doing this already. So we're going to do this like regardless of, of, Fan, listener contribution. But if you but guys want to participate, yeah, if you want to participate, I can get more glow sticks. If mm-hmm. people give us more money, that would be awesome. And you can, you will have participated in spreading joy at a K-pop concert. We're gonna put little tags on all of the um, light stick glow sticks that say, mm-hmm. you know, brought to you by the hosts and listeners of the Asking About K-pop podcast. So, like, yeah. your contribution will be known, and we'll just sort of so, like, if anyone is. A, wondering what we're going to do with these glow sticks and B, like considering going to the Korea Times Music Festival. Um, tickets are still on sale and also like you'll be able to find us just sort of like outside one of the entrances. Of, it's at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. So we'll be outside one of the entrances and we will just be giving these glow sticks away yeah. like for free. Like It just, just depends on how many dang glow sticks we mm-hmm. can get. So if you want to help us buy some. Then let's do yeah. this. And if you want to like go to the festival and then help us like pass them out or take them for just us, just send us or an email. Whatever. Let us yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's or just what we're come doing. by and get one for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Fan project. And, um, this episode will post on March 28th. So we'll have exactly a month till then when Perfect. you're hearing Plenty this. So time. yeah, hit us up. And if you have any trouble with the GoFundMe or just email us, we're very easily reachable. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's announced. Recommendation time. Recommendation time. I think I can read mine from across the table over here. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So in my searching for the, like the fun K-pop packaging, um, I really loved the packaging of, um, 
Miss A's like single, the, the triangle one. Yeah, yeah, the triangle one. It's very uh, cheeky, pun mm-hmm. intended. Um, and so I listened, I watched the music video for their lead single because I've heard of Miss A a lot, but I like I don't own any of their music. I didn't know any of their songs. Um, and so I watched the music video for Bad Girl, Good Girl. Mm, I love that song. It, the have you ever watched the uh-huh. music video? It's great. So that's my recommendation. It's super fun. It's like um, badass flash dance. They're all in black and they're at like a performing arts school or something, and they're just like sexily dancing and doing the splits and incorporating ballet and the song is super fun it starts with like each one of them saying you don't know me so shut up baby and it's yeah. so cute and fun i loved it great that's a good one so this week i am actually going to break form and instead <gasps> of giving a recommendation i am going to ask for oh. recommendations because ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast i have decided to stand god seven no, no, no. Oh, but the I thought we always in. liked Scott Seven. I yeah. own so much Scott Seven. But I'm I'm fully in it now. Oh, you're gonna learn all their names. I know all their names. <gasps> oh, I see. You're an Auguste now. Yes. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. That's what I meant. I've fully converted. I see. Okay, fair so, enough. So <laughs> I'm reaching out to any Agases who are listening. Send me what do I need to see? Um I started, I was sick last month and I started watching Real God 7 on Netflix and that's where this all began. I've always liked their music. Mm -hmm. The last two albums did nothing for me and like that was disappointing. Didn't love Hard Carry. Yes, but I've decided, but like I've recently fallen deeply in love with all of them. Um, So, and this new album is great. Uh, So I've seen Real God 7 and I've seen all their weekly idol episodes and I've seen that really funny clip where they're all singing into those microphones that make their voices weird. Um, But if there are other like if there are essential God Seven things I need to see, send them my way. I want recommendations this week. Nice, good. Um, do you? What is your favorite God Seven song for a listener who maybe doesn't know God Seven? What's your favorite song? I think my favorite song is still Just Right, but mm-hmm. it also might be If You Do. I really like If You Do. I like that song except for the Australian talking break in the mm-hmm. middle. But I would say I also love Hajima. Oh, yes. Stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. They're like second single. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. That one's a good one, too. And the dance is really cute. Yeah. God 7 is a fun group. I know. And I love them now. <laughs> and it feels so good. Well, congrats on, Thank you. on joining a new fandom. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yep. So that's it. Uh, if you want to, if you need to know where to send me those recommendations, you can find us on Twitter at AMAKPOPPOD, uh, Instagram at AMAKPOPPOD. If you want to send us an email, AMAKPOPPOD at gmail.com. And did you already say Tumblr? Oh, and AMAKPOPPOD.tumblr.com is where all the links for every, uh, episode are. And I'll put the links for the fan project as well. And we'll be tweeting those and stuff and all that. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, next time we're going to be talking about dancing. Yay, choreography, which is truly like my favorite thing about K-pop. Oh, that's, yeah. what draw, that's what drew me in. And oh, I yeah. can't wait to talk about it. Great. Okay, see you all then. Bye. Bye. Tongyeon, your inspiration. Bye.